Hey, it's Chica, and I'm so happy that you chose to spend some time with me today. No matter where you are or where you're going, thanks for letting me share a little bit of weirdness with you. K-9- K-94.5, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Good morning. My name's Chica, and I have actually tried to pitch this idea to my buddy, Lil Bobby. If you follow me on Snapchat, social media, anywhere like that, you already know my buddy, Robert J. Wright. I call him Lil Bobby. And he is 70 years old. We got a 40, yeah, we got a 40 year difference on us. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that that's, oh wow. Okay, I'm just not realizing how much older he is than me. Um, if you've waited on us and you've been a bartender, I probably lied to you and been like, this is my splendid daddy. But I really have tried to pitch him an idea and he has told me no every single time, but I sent him this article last night and I don't know if he's going to take it. The article is, young adults are starting to move in with older roommates. It's a growing trend. And this is all because house prices are continuing to rise. And, of course, this is a growing trend in, like, the Pacific Northwest. Um, obviously, California. Obviously, we're talking about over in the East as well because their cost of living is just astronomical. So, what they said is that, basically... They found a 25-year-old robotic student moved in with a 64-year-old attorney. And this this girl named Nadia, she paid 700 bucks a month. She helped around the house. She's six miles from Boston, 30 minutes from her her job in, in Massachusetts. I mean, it all basically set her up for success. And in exchange, one, she gave this woman company, helped her out around the house, and was paying really, really cheap rent. Obviously, you're not living there for free, right? I tried to hit up my buddy Robert, and I said, dude, why don't we make this happen? Like, I will help you out around the house. I probably won't, but I'll cook. I was trying to tell him, you'll clean. I pay a little bit. He was only excited about my dog moving in. He was not excited at the thought of me moving in. Apparently, I'm too loud, too annoying, um, and he just wants time apart from me because apparently we hang out too much already as it is. But check it out. I'm looking at all these examples. One roommate is 85. The other is 27. These arrangements are growing. Um, A lot of folks that are in college or are getting their master's or whatever it may be, they're finding each other on this app called Nesterly. The app specifically designed to create intergenerational roommates. So I don't know if, here's the thing though. I'm not in my 20s anymore. Heck, I'm about to be 31. Wait, am I too old for this app? I'm getting way too old for this app, aren't I? Anyway, Nesterly, an app that's helping people connect. I'm just saying, isn't there like a uh, old folks home right across from LSUS or nearby? Couldn't we possibly put this together? Now, question remains. Could that older folk be a bad influence on you? Like, college doesn't matter anyway, kid. Let's drink to this one all night. I'm just saying, that's what I bet you my situation would be, little Bobby. I'd be like, you know what? I, I got to wake up early in the morning. He'd be like, no, sure you don't. Sit down. Have some wine with me. His, his favorite line, sit down. Be my friend. And then I'd show up just still buzzed to work. Yeah. You know what? The more I think about this idea, I, I'm not down with it. K94.5, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Good morning. I'm Chica. I watched a video on TikTok that really broke my heart. 
There is this chick that is sharing her plenty of fish dating journey. Now, while she's not the most attractive woman out there, my buddy Scott once said, hey, there's a butt for every seat. So if I ever get desperate enough, I definitely will be moving my way on to some, uh, I don't know, Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, Grinder at this point. But no, no, no. I, I see that she is starting to get more and more agitated with this online dating, right? And it's hard. Online dating's hard. I have a lot of buddies that that have tried it and it looks it looks so difficult and it does not look fun at all. I'm not even gonna lie to you. But hearing her get so frustrated and talk about how this guy that she she's an oversharer, and that's why I follow her on plen- like on her plenty of fish journey. I'm sorry. It's just it's a toxic trait. But she decides to text this man that has proceeded to ghost her five, six times. Then she thinks, you know what? I'm going to take it up a notch. I'm going to go ahead and call him. Calls him twice. No answer. All this woman wants is an answer. They'd been talking for a week. They'd been talking for a week. She said nonstop when he decided to ghost her. And so I see all these people commenting going, yeah, girl, keep calling him. Find out. He, he, he deserves to answer you. And she's sending him these messages that are like, hey, if you don't want to talk to me, I get it. No, ma'am. Uh-uh. You are the prize. So I decide to dive in and find out why we're getting ghosted. Right? Like, yes, I get it. Spooky season does not mean that we should all be getting ghosted. That's just not, that's not how this works. We're here for the booze, B-O-O-Z-E. And maybe the booze, you know, hey. But we're not here to get ghosted. Uh, people may ghost. This is uh, four reasons why people ghost, according to psychology today. People may ghost due to convenience, a loss of attraction, negative impressions, or fears of safety. However, let's dive into that. People hire in narcissism uh, and <laughs> and psychopathy tend to view ghosting as more accepting. I don't think ghosting is ever okay. I don't think that... I think that if you lose interest in somebody, let them know, right? Tell somebody, hey, listen... Um, I just don't think it's going to work out. I really have enjoyed your company. I wish you all the best. You know how awkward it would be if you run into them like at Frozen Puro or Strange Brew and they're just standing there with somebody else? That'd be so awkward. That's just, dude, we talked every day. And then one day you just decided that you didn't want to talk to me anymore. And and you were okay with that. So my question is, somebody like this woman that I've just been, and I feel like, if you've fallen in her for you page, if we're all, if our algorithms have aligned, you know who I'm talking about. My heart hurts for her, right? And and hearing all these people go, nah, girl, you deserve it an answer. Don't stop messaging him until he tells you what's up. I bet you has another family. Dig, find out. For your own peace of mind, don't. So I decided I'm going to basically tell you how we're going to handle being ghosted. I need to do a little bit more research on that, though. I 
actually did call in uh, some experts, some relationship experts, and I even called in my friend who's the queen of, I guess, relationships, right? Like, she's she does marriage right. Um, her and her husband are, are just humans that I just adore. But she's always given me stellar advice when it comes to relationships as a whole. So... I got some of their input I'm going to share with you. If you've been ghosted recently, this is how we're going to handle it, okay? Don't go anywhere. Keep it here. It's K94.5. K94.5, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Good morning. It's Chica. Just because it is spooky season does not mean that you and I deserve to be ghosted. So I'm on TikTok more than I should be. And TikTok has my algorithms all kinds of messed up. My TikTok thinks that I am a lesbian, thinks that I'm a very in-shape athlete who works out all the time. My TikTok thinks that I'm a mom. Yep. But my TikTok does know two things about me. I love gray sweatpants. Super huge fan. Uh, I'm a huge fan of hoochie daddy shorts. I will cheer on any man. Like cat calling, is that, is that against the rules? We'll do it. I'll only do it to my neighbor. He can't tell on me. Um, and... My TikTok also knows that I love the good gossip when it comes to dating. So I'm watching this video of this woman. I've been following her online dating journey. And she's like, yeah, um, this guy I was dating, we, we were talking. She said, and, you know, we'd talk every single day. We'd have like two phone calls a day. We'd text nonstop. And we hang up last night and I don't hear from him. She said, so I texted him like three times. I call him on my lunch. He doesn't pick up. I text him throughout the workday. I call him when I'm heading home from work. Still no answer. This girl proceeds to call him twice the next day, three times the day after that, multiple texts. You got to understand something. When I'm hearing this, I'm going, baby girl, what are you doing? Meanwhile, all these other girls on her TikTok are like, girl, yes, demand answers. He better answer. He better tell you why he just up and ghosted you. No, no, no. Let me tell you something scary I just discovered. You know, I hang out a lot with my neighbor and we joke around. We tell each other it's a blind leading the blind when it comes to relationship stuff. But um, he and this girl that he was seeing, he just quit talking to her one day. She ticked him off. He called her out on it. She, uh, point is, they just had a disagreement. So he just decided, okay, I'm done. So he hasn't talked about her in four or five days. So we're in the car. And so I finally go, so Kennedy, have you heard from, let's call her Annie, okay? I said, have you heard from Annie? And he looked at me, he goes, I honestly hadn't even thought about her till you brought her up. And I'm looking at him like, you guys talked on the phone every single day. You guys went on trips together. And you haven't thought about her? Three to four days? Like, my heart broke in that moment because in that moment, I got a true, true insight as to how most men think and how it's so easy for them to just detach. That broke my heart. That literally broke my heart. And from that conversation on, I decided that if I ever get ghosted by any man, because I've seen the other side of it, He's not sitting there looking at my Instagram stories thinking, oh, man, she misses me. Oh, man, she is right. We had a lot. Oh, man, she's right. I got to put more into relationships. No. If anything, he'll look at it and laugh at it. So we don't do that, right? Talking about how to cope 
when getting ghosted, we cope in our own way. We find different ways to basically take care of ourselves. I don't think you should ever send somebody a text after you get ghosted. I firmly believe that. If I didn't believe it before my neighbor Kennedy hit me with that reality that they don't really think about you afterwards. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm I'm a I'm a strong believer now. We don't text them. I do have a couple girlfriends that feel very strong about this and they always need to have the last word. So, uh, a girlfriend of mine said, send them a text. And this is an example text. I totally understand if you're not feeling this anymore, but I can't read your mind and would love some clarity on what went wrong. If you're willing to provide it, I'm really hurt by the fact that you ghosted me. I've been very respectful to you, but I don't feel like you're being respectful to me. Personally, I don't think that's a good mood. You don't need to have the last word. Sometimes it is okay to not have the last word. You don't need to. But I did ask my therapist. She said, if someone doesn't want a relationship with another person, it is very difficult, but they have to work on letting them go. There are some therapeutic letter writing exercises as well as therapy that can help. And we always have to remember what Dr. Maya Angelou says. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the very first time and save yourself the struggle. They're showing you who they are by ghosting. Eesh! Whomever is being ghosted, I hope they think more of themselves than to be in a relationship with someone like that. I agree. Self-care, what's that look like? Maybe it looks like, um, I don't know, you going and getting your nails done. Maybe it looks like you going and watching a movie by yourself. I have a, a girlfriend who got super in shape. She said, you know, I just, every time I think of them and every time I'd get sad, I'd just go to the gym and get on the treadmill. She goes, and then I was like, every time I'd think about them, I'd get exhausted. I was like, I need somebody to break my heart. <laughs> like, come on, somebody ghost me at this point. No, I'm kidding. I've been ghosted before. It sucks. I have a girlfriend named Kylie who I adore. And she was ghosted. And her method of dealing with it was, hey, every time I want to text them, I'm just going to text you and talk about dumb things. Is that okay? Absolutely. Find a friend. Remember, self-care is super important right now. How we're going to handle getting ghosted, we're not going to bombard them. We're not going to text them. We're not going to call them like nonstop. Ladies, this is one of those, if he wanted to, he would conversations, right? Like we have those with each other all the time. So remember, self-care, that's what we're focusing on this spooky season. Self-care. K94.5, Shreveport, Bossier's number one hit music channel. Good morning, it's Chica. And when it comes to relationships, I'm going to hear everybody out. I love my therapist. And sometimes she tells me things that I'm like, you don't have to be so rude. And she goes, no, I just stated a fact. So I, I feel like relationships, conventional wisdom may not always be the wisest. Is that is that fair? There are certain relationship rules or sayings that we've heard time and time again that we just take them as face value because we've heard them so many times. It must be true. But now relationship therapists and, and couples therapists are coming out to say, yo, 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 these things that you've heard for so long, like quit, quit thinking that they're legit. Don't go to bed angry. Ooh, I heard that one growing up a lot. While many couples do swear by it, this rule simply doesn't work for everybody. In fact, forcing yourself to stay up and keep hashing things out, even though you're worked up and it feels like your head is spinning, can make an issue more difficult to resolve. 
It's okay if you or somebody needs space to cool off after an argument with your partner. And they said, sometimes that means going to bed angry. Okay. I'll, I hear that. Um, rule number two. You need to have... You need to fold the laundry. Mm-hmm. A certain time, uh, like, you know, we're going to fold the laundry twice a week. Um, folding the laundry should be a way to connect with your partner, not something you feel pressure to do. And they said, you know, if, if you're like, oh, we got a quota... They said, your relationship's going to be doomed. And they said, you got to remember that your urge, your drive to fold laundry is going to fluctuate dramatically. Um, And they said that when you basically are like, hey, these are times we're going to fold laundry. These are the days. They said that it doesn't allow you to have open dialogue around folding the laundry and what folding the laundry means for you as a couple. Interesting. Okay, this one is one that I know you've probably called me out on. We've probably called each other out on this one. Don't date somebody with baggage. Well, newsflash. Obviously, everybody has some emotional baggage. Um, but they basically said if you're if you're looking at somebody and you go, hey, they got too much pain or trauma in their past and how they dealt with those hardships is is not the way I would. So I really don't want to go with it. Um, they said, hey, listen, couples counseling is a great benefit here. So if you did date somebody with baggage and maybe they got some of their own trauma, couples counseling is super, super important for both of you to learn how to work through it together. When I say baggage, I just... Somebody with kids for me. Yeah. But then somebody said, whoa, whoa, whoa. If he's your age and he hasn't been married or engaged before and doesn't have kids, does he have problems? And I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, I don't don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, love this one. Household responsibilities need to be split 50-50. So domestic labor, what's fair is not necessarily equal, and what's equal is not necessarily fair. This is coming from Ed Rodsky, uh, the author of Fair Play. Um, they said it's it's not whether both partner takes on the same number of tasks that determines their marital satisfaction. It's whether each person fully owns the items they agree to tackle. The author said owning includes not just doing, but also the emotional labor that each task requires. The forethought, the planning, the remembering when, the how, how to get the job done without excessive oversight or input from another partner. We've talked about that, right? Where sometimes you feel like your partner isn't pulling their their weight when it comes to household chores and you start to resent them. Hmm. Hey, we got a lot more of the relationship rules you can totally ignore. Things that you and I have heard for so long, we just took it as face value. I'll share those with you next. K94.5, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Good morning. My name's Chica. Talking about the nine relationship rules that you could totally ignore. This is all according to couples therapists. They said, we've heard all these things and we've just taken it as face value because we've heard it so many times. They said, these are the rules you can ignore. Rule number one, don't go to bed angry. Rule number two, you need to have, you need to fold the laundry X amount times per week. Rule number three, don't date somebody with baggage. Rule number four, household responsibilities need to be split 50-50. Which brings us to rule number five. We've gone over the first four. The relationship is over if someone cheats. Woo-hoo-hoo! Right, we've all heard like, if if somebody cheats 
it's impossible to repair a relationship after infidelity. Others split up because they're worried about judgment from friends and family. I know that if I got cheated on, that'd probably be my number one thing. Like, talk so much smack. Definitely don't want... I mean, there's so much embarrassment with that, right? Um, A lot of therapists said, hey, listen, in many cases, when both partners are committed to working through it together... Couples can heal and become even stronger after an infidelity. Don't be cheating on me, though, to become stronger. Let me just throw that out there. Rule number six, if you love somebody, you always put their needs for a first. Um, apparently, too many relationships fall apart because one partner neglects their own needs, so they prioritize their partners instead. You end up resenting them. Oof. Mm-mm. Rule number seven, pick your battles. Oh my gosh, yes, I live by this though. I'm always like, mm, that's not a hill for me to die on. Um, so a lot of this therapist clients said that they worry voicing their needs will make them seem confrontational, aggressive, or nagging. They'd rather ignore what's bothering them than risk rocking the boat. And this therapist said, quote, my recommendation is to begin by changing the language you use to describe difficult or tense discussions. Framing these conversations as battles can result in showing up with a defensive or critical demeanor. Similar to two boxers going ahead, head. Don't forget that you and your partner are on the same team. Interesting. Okay. Rule number eight, you have to be into the same things. Uh Uh-uh. I get it. You got a shared passion for the same football team, maybe. Um, maybe you both love riding bicycles. Uh, maybe you both love hot yoga. Point is, having different interests doesn't mean the relationship is destined to fail. Uh, these differences can be beneficial. They might give you a window into another perspective or way of life. Plus, maintaining your own interests and hobbies adds some healthy independence to the relationship. I agree with that. The last rule, rule number nine, if your partner really loves you, they should be able to anticipate your needs. No, I'm learning this. I'm learning this too. I don't know if you have. <clears throat> Some people expect their partner to know them so well that they should be able to predict what they want or need in a given situation. When their partner falls short, they take it as a sign of incompatibility or disconnection. Whether or not they can magically read your mind is not a reflection of how much they love you. This is what the therapist said. And I, I had this conversation recently. with I'm not in a relationship with them. Um, my my neighbor and I just have all these real life conversations. And he said, you know, he said, <laughs> life gets so much easier when you tell somebody what you want and what you expect out of them. And that's so true. How many relationships have I just let fall the wayside? Because I'm like, you know what? He didn't know what I was feeling and he should have known. No, Chica. Gosh, you sound like an idiot. Of course, if I would have known this, you know, five years ago, right? I I wish I would have. But anyways, the nine relationship rules you could totally ignore, according to therapists, up inside your free K94.5 app. K94.5, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Hello there, it is Chica. And I'm not going to lie, for a long time, I heard about Prize Fest. And I was just like, all right, you got to know somebody and know somebody to get in. Really, like, I, I don't know if you're kind of on the same wavelength as I am. I'm not from Shreveport, Bossier. I love it here, but I'm not from here. And ever since I moved to downtown, I was like, I'm going to figure out everything going on around town, and I'm going to show up if I can. And then I start looking at a price fest, and I go, how come nobody told me about this? 
is. Well, I realize everybody knew about it except me. So, Prize Fest. For those of you that have never had Prize Fest explained to you, so think about it. It's a competition festival. That's, I and if if you run Prize Fest or you're a part of Prize Fest, and I'm butchering it, I'm sorry, but this is how I understand Prize Fest to be. Okay. So Prize Fest, it's like one big festival that's actually a competition, and obviously takes place all over downtown Shreveport. Um, you got five creative arts. You got film. You got food. You got music, you got fashion, and you got comedy. I love all those things, baby. I'm not fashion, like I'm not a fashion queen, but I'm down. I want to be that girl that, you know, they always film like the Jenners on the sideline, just like, yes, that's perfect. That's great. That's what I want people to be like, oh my gosh, Chica, look how plastered she is cheering them on. Actually, I'd probably get kicked out. Anyway, long story short, you got all these finalists, right? And there's over $100,000 in cash and prizes. And so these folks may be artists that are just begging for their one shot to get out there. That are just like, hey, listen, I know we're good. We just need an opportunity to showcase what we got. So um, you and I, not saying we don't have any talents, but, you know, you and I get to watch this all go down. We get to watch all the competitions. We get to go to the events. We get to go to the parties. Oh, oh. You um, you know that they have like some of the, the, they find the best of the best chefs in Shreveport Bossier, right? And then these chefs all compete against each other. It's the Golden Fork competition. And you and I could go to that. I literally had to beg so many people to go with me. Because I was like, guys, listen, this is actually really freaking cool. I was like, I feel like we're in a big city right now. So... It, for me, it was like a lot of people didn't understand what Prize Fest was. A competition festival. And we get to be the people that are a part of it. Does that make sense? Anyway, everything we know about Prize Fest, the schedule, um, are you going to be there? If so, I cannot wait to hang out with you. Uh, drinks on me? Okay, maybe just one drink. K94.5 Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Hello there, it's Chica. Obviously... It's a perfect time to talk about this. 42% of people have felt a paranormal presence in their home. 16% actually think their home is haunted. I, for a long time, thought that if I lived in a haunted home, I would get up and leave it in the middle of the night. Hispanic panic would take over. Your girl don't play that, all right? There are things that I just can't do. And I was minding my own business like I do. And my sister Edna texted me and said, hey, have you watched the movie Room 203? I said, no, what is it? She goes, it's a scary movie, but what's scarier is that I'm pretty sure it's your building in this movie. I said, what? She said, yeah, I, I, like, this is your building. So I live downtown Shreveport. Love this really cool, it, it's an old bank. This This building is well over 100 years old. And I'm like, wait, what? I look it up. Sure enough, room 203 was filmed in Shreveport, Louisiana during COVID. Crazy, right? So I make the mistake of just diving down this deep, what about this building? What's so cool about it? And apparently the actors 
claimed that this building was super haunted and there was some stuff that happened that they couldn't explain. And so all of a sudden I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. There have been things that have been happening in my apartment that I can't explain. That I am convinced. You got to understand. Have you gone through this where you're like, I'm losing my mind. I'm going crazy. Surely, like, this can't be it. Whatever. You know what? That can't be it. I'm losing my mind. That's what I was telling myself. Like, I was hearing things in the other room. There was one night I got up in the middle of the night. And I drew my gun because I was convinced somebody was in the other room rummaging through my stuff. Walk in there, nothing. And I realized that it's the sound of the fan and it just, I guess the way that it transferred over into my room, it just sounded like somebody was going through my stuff. And I'm like, okay, like surely, you know, there was another instance where I am looking at Olive on the side, like just, I can see her in my peripherals and she is just running back and forth, back and forth. I have a small little black dog who runs the house and I turn around and yell at her and go, Olive, if you don't stop, so help me. Whoa, she's not there. And I look down at my feet and she's looking up at me like, girl, I've been here the whole time waiting for you to drop some food. You gonna drop some or not? And I'm like, all right, cool. Speaking of Olive, She's been barking a lot. She's been like alerting me that somebody is there and she'll like start growling and be like, hey, get out of these waters type stuff. And I'm looking at her like baby girl. So I have started to talk to the spirits and I've started to tell them like, yo, hey, we're in this shared space. All right. We're, we're in the shared space and I'm, I'm just trying to vibe with you. I'm just, I, I, I want to live in harmony and uh, I don't want you to be upset at me. I know that sounds uh, kind of dumb, right? Um, but I, I actually talked to Lauren Ross, a, a artist here in town. And she said, yeah, if you don't tell them like, hey, I come in peace, I'm good, you're good. She said, you know, you got to tell them. So I've been openly talking to them. That's not the creepiest thing that happened to me. Are you convinced that your place is haunted? Hit me up now, 800-9436. Or better yet, message me inside the K945 app. What weird things have happened to you? I got the scariest story what happened to me recently. Um, I'll share that with you in just a bit. K945, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Hey, the number to call, 800-9436. 42% of people have felt a paranormal presence in their home. All right. Um, 42% of people admitted, listen, something or someone was in my home that I can see. Um, 37% of us have heard unexplained sounds like footsteps or voices. 18% of us claim that we've actually seen apparitions or ghostly figures. So despite all that, though, only 16% of us feel like our home is haunted. Hold on, hold on, hold on. After experiencing this firsthand, I realize, because you know I got the Hispanic panic is real, babe. You know that's real. But after after experiencing what I've experienced in my loft, I'm convinced that I also am living with ghosts or the paranormal. I talked to my buddy Lauren Ross. She's this 
famous artist here in town. You probably know all about her work. And I was telling her about it. We were at the Revel. And um, I said, man, I think this is before some of this other stuff started to happen. And she said, hey, you got to talk to the spirits. She goes, this is what I heard you got to do. <laughs> of course, it's probably the blind leading the blind over here, okay? She goes, you just got to tell them, hey, I'm in a shared space. You be good. I'll be good. And I said, okay, I'll do just that. So that is what I did. I told you about me being convinced that Olive was running back and forth and me turning around to yell at her and she was at my feet waiting for me to drop food. I told you about me being convinced that somebody was in the other room. I had my gun drawn and everything. And just unexplainable things. Like, for example, I put up this really cool thing where where my keys could hang. And then I hung up a hat one day and that was just dropped on the floor and... It just didn't make any sense how these things would end up on the floor. Gravity, I guess, huh? Creepiest thing that happened to me, though, I had a friend over, and we are just laughing, having a good time. It's one of those, like, late-night talks, right? We got a little bit of wine, and we're just chilling. All of a sudden, you know those little music boxes? Like, you wind them up, and sometimes it has a ballerina in the middle, or you know which ones I'm talking about? All of a sudden, that sound starts playing. I, I look at him and I go, "Is wait, is that your phone? He looks at me, he's like, no, it's your phone. We look at each other, no, it's not my phone. I said, I don't even know phones can make that creepy sound. In that moment, I'm telling you, the Hispanic panic took over my body because I said, is somebody's phone here that I didn't know was here? How is this sound? And so it's not coming from the TV. So we make our way around the apartment. He opens up a cupboard and picks up my old iPhone. He goes, it's this. And I looked at him. I said, there's no way. Nothing's been dead since my move. It's been dead for three weeks. And he goes, it's not dead now. It was playing that creepy music sound. We looked at each other. I said, "Uh uh-oh. I probably need somebody to come bless my loft, all right? After these weird things, and I've already tried doing what Lauren Ross told me. She said, talk to the spirits. Girl, they scaring me now. But it's not like what I saw in the movies. Does that make sense? It's not like, oh my God, they're going to kill me. It's more like, yo, you're disturbing my peace. And Olive has about had it. My dog Olive keeps barking and is like, growling like what are you doing in my waters type stuff right any advice here i'm just saying 800 or hit me up inside your free k94.5 app